Hey, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Southside Trap Podcast, the podcast that helps you stay on side with the Chicago Red Stars. It's your girl, Sandra, here today to recap a Chicago Red Stars semifinal victory. Chicago Red Stars are headed to the NWSL Championship Final, taking place on November 20th against Washington Spirit, and they're, they did that by defeating Portland Thorns 2-0 at Providence Park. It's an exciting time for this Chicago Red Stars squad, and we're going to get into a recap of that semifinal. We're going to get into a preview of the NWSL Championship Final, maybe talk about some other little things in between. And because I can't do all of that alone, so much stuff to get through, I'm joined today by my friend, homie, and colleague, Claire Watkins, a.k.a. the Scam Originator. Claire, how are we doing today? Ah! <laughs> I know we're good. Um <laughs> Yeah. Uh, oh, that's going to spike the audio. Sorry about that, guys. Um, yeah, I mean, we're we're trucking along. I mean, it's funny. I don't think either of us sort of expected to be doing this, right? No. We uh, thought maybe we were going to have a week off, you know, a little a little break, maybe do some end of season wrap up stuff. Uh, and instead, here we are, center of attention, bell of the ball. Uh, Chicago Red Stars into the final. The team just keeps inviting us to dance. Yeah. And honestly, it's a little overwhelming. It's a little overwhelming. <laughs> and my calves are starting to clamp up a little bit. Yeah. But I'm still just so happy to be here. You know, you know, it's it's like, you know, it's like, thank you. Yeah. You didn't have to bring us along. <laughs> you didn't have to ask us to dance, you know, put our name on your dance card. But here we are. Uh, it's uh it's been quite a time it's uh it's three rounds that we're witnessing a playoff yeah action for Chicago Red Stars maybe let's <laughs> let's maybe chat about the energy a little bit we're hyped we are but we're also just simply tired and also just like what on earth like I still today yesterday today I it's not even that they made it I keep going back to watching the game and yeah. just being like what the hell? Yeah. What happened? There was definitely some moments of, huh? <laughs> and then there was also some moments for me where I was like, uh. It also was like terrifying in a way. Like it, <laughs> it was so scary. It was scary. It was like I was like, I was like, I'm having a good yet terrifying time. Is this what it's like to go through a haunted house? Yeah. I <laughs> thought that spooky season was over. It was, yeah, maybe like it was a thriller in the classic sense of the word. In that I was like scared Everybody and lived, scared sort of and <laughs> sad and angry and, and excited and just. And now I'm still thinking about it 48 hours later and I'm still just like, wow. Honestly, it is just, it is just resonating with us. You know, we've been doing this thing where for the playoffs here, where we have found ourselves wanting to do this in each other's presence. So uh -huh. we're doing this again for the semifinal. We did it to recap the quarterfinal. Um, and we're doing this again together and it's just, it feels right. Feels appropriate. Uh, thinking a little bit about how we were talking about recapping what, what we spoke about when we recapped the quarterfinal and then like preview this this semifinal we're doing this in a time where it's the middle of the week so we are both operating on the knowledge that we already have yes and on the assumption of the things that we do not know yes for sure 
So I just like I'm uh, I'm bringing that up for a reason, prefacing that because we're obviously going to be talking about a number of things, and we're going to be getting more information earlier than we're used to because of the match day two media preparations that are unique to the finals. So um, there will be more illuminating information on Thursday, but um, obviously we wanted to get this out before then. So we'll talk about yeah, we'll talk about all of it. In fact, we'll we'll talk about it in the lens of how we have to talk about it in the semifinal because we kind of had to talk about it during the corner final. Uh, what we found out after we released the episode was <laughs> yeah. uh, was that there was a pretty hefty <laughs> injury. <laughs> like, okay, well, uh, well, that's happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, the, ahead thing, of- the thing that we said might be a problem uh, came is. to light. <laughs> it came to light. So, uh, like most things this year uh, in the NWSL, as Claire actually alluded to during last week's episode, was you know things like lack of transparency mm-hmm. and like the frustrations around that. Uh, sort of bled into uh the quarterfinal or excuse me the semifinal believe it or not um because uh, as we have been receiving all year long we got in the media received uh an injury report from clubs about you know 12 to 14 hours before the next kickoff uh, of the of the semifinal match and on these injury reports uh we saw some things for actually both of these teams uh, yeah. for Portland Thorns. They had already, uh, people had already seen the announcement by Crystal Dunn about her pregnancy. So she was unavailable for that match, but there was also a Lindsay Horan who was listed as questionable mm-hmm. with like a, a face, face injury. injury, which people, people were like joking about, which I get. Cause like facial, that's a weird word to use, but it does happen. Like I remember when Rose Lavelle was still playing for the spirit, she was out for a number of weeks, um, with a face injury and people joked about that too. They were like, Oh, she, if she's concussed, why don't you say she's concussed? And the spirit insisted. They said, she's not. Yeah. She just really messed her jaw up really bad. Yeah. yeah. It's like, sometimes it's okay to just say you the have thing bones as on your face. Yeah. <laughs> you do. <laughs> I have heard this is true. Yeah. And that rang especially true for, for Lindsay Horan as well. Um, who come come game day it was so evident that she was put as questionable because it was going to be a game day decision yeah kind of scary what it sounded like obviously trainings are amplified a little bit considering the type of games that these are so apparently going too hard she lost a little bit of her vision yeah for a little bit and that's very scary so uh was unavailable for kickoff uh, against that match so that's two huge midfielders for um the thorns and then the chicago red stars side of things uh they had a number of players also listed as out there were usual suspects and julie Ertz and Alyssa nair who are two players who've been uh, uh out for the chicago red stars for quite frankly the majority of the year but there were extra additions uh under covid protocol which question mark um and those uh players were mallory pew and kayla sharples and you know i think Obviously, there was a lot of attention on the fact that Pew was listed on that for a number of reasons. Right. Uh, obviously, with the earlier announcement of the United States Women's National Team roster. Yeah, it didn't make that story dropped. go away. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, it didn't go away with, with that news. Um, so with the Australia roster being dropped and her as an opt-out and then now a COVID protocol uh, listed on, on injury report. But, you know, when you're going into these matches – it's like yes, Mal Pugh is the goal scorer, the the MVP candidate for for Chicago Red Stars this year. So that's huge, right? And obviously the eyes were on that. But you know what, Kayla Sharples was also listed on there as well. And I think if you're the Chicago Red Stars or any team at this point um, in this uh, in the semifinals in the playoffs, 
you want like every single player you can have available to your needs should whatever scenarios come up so having somebody like uh you know uh an experienced Kayla Sharples one of your more experienced defenders on the uh, unavailable to even have on the bench sucks you know so it uh, it sucked to sort of see that kind of in the middle of the night uh before a, a really big game and I think a lot of people um let's just be frank uh, like many have done for Chicago throughout this year kind of automatically started to be like this is going to be very hard right for the Chicago Red Stars yeah I mean I think it definitely you know Chicago has been fighting a war of attrition all year right with with Ertz out the Nair out um and and a variety of different players in and out you know they lost Katra for a couple of games that turned out to be very important um the you just are like, how, what do you do? Like, how do you overcome this? And that's why it is also, it's going to be difficult and we'll get to it. It's going to be difficult to preview this next game because uh, what Chicago is doing is so hard, but what they've been doing has been so hard all year. And, and so I do think that it's tough, right? I mean, I think, um, I mean, I don't, in, in the light of them winning the game, I guess I want to push off too much of the catastrophizing about the Pew thing until business is done so we'll talk about this more in the offseason I think because I want to focus on the players who were there and won that game um but I mean obviously if a player is unavailable for not one but possibly two of the most important games of the season due to their own choices outside of whether you think that it's politicizing the issue that is a problem that is absolutely a problem and so I think that but we we don't we haven't been invited into knowing what happened, um, which you can all understand why probably, and um, I think that this is also why when this game started and Kalia Watt went down, you just thought to yourself like God damn it like this woman has yeah. given everything, everything to this team and she was about to go out there and ball out and and without her attacking partner and do everything she could to give them a chance and then this happens and that's why those and again I'm just keeping this purely competitive purely sporting at this moment but why these choices are so important because conjecture is that that team was put into that position because of choices made by the player yeah it's um you know, obviously that gets put out in the middle of the night. It gets, it circulates. Um, you know, that type of news attracts uh, the media that you want to have all year at the worst time that yep. you don't want it. And that also bring, always brings a little bit of a, a chuckle to, to, to someone like myself. Uh, you know, those of us who have, have covered the team for a long time on a, on a more regular, consistent basis. Um, and, and sure enough, that's what happened right. in, in, the, in the night before. Um, and and I'm sure people see that, you know, the the players, I'm sure, in some capacity see that. You know, we're all online in some kind of way. And, you know, into the next, the following day, Kayla Sharples addressed it. Yeah, she did. You know, she she put out a nice little tweet. Kayla Sharples is great. She It happens. It happens. Yeah, it does. And, and you know, she told everybody that she's done everything that she needed yeah. to do. Sometimes you just get real bad luck. And I also just appreciated that she – was like you know what I'm team's number one fan she was live tweeting the match yeah she was it, it was, was really really nice um and that's also how you give that good energy when you can't be there 
Uh, and I think that that was very selfless and that was being a really good teammate because I'm sure she was gutted not not to be there. But she said, nope, I'm doing everything I can for good of the team, even if it's just vibes. And I thought that was great. We do love we do love vibes. We love vibes. Honestly, this is vibe. Well, this whole this whole year, this is whole, this year. Is this this vibe. whole, whole <laughs> year has really been a vibe. The, the final is going to be a freaking vibe, too. Let me ask you. Let me ask you, my dear friend. Mm-hmm. Did you have any thoughts about how the team was going to line up in light of missing so many things, so many players. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is I've flipped on it actually now a couple days later in that I am not complete. Obviously Pew not playing is because Pew is out, but other than that, I am not entirely sure that the formation was because of the absences. They were playing four in the midfield because they were playing Portland. Yeah. And so I, I actually think, and I don't know, I don't know how they would have done this if Pew was available, but without her available, they were just able to kind of further hone the original game plan, which was we're going to have every single midfielder defending from whatever position they're at. We're going to take Christine Sinclair out of the game. And I just think that all of that was executed pretty much to perfection. Yeah. Shout out to Danny Colaprico, who said after the match that she wasn't super comfortable, which I, know, I understand. Yeah. She's never done that before. Um, but so that part is is so rock solid yeah. that I felt good about that. And then it's just like the two questions of Portland's a really tough team to do that to because they'll come at you over and over and over again. And also just like, are they playing for penalties? What is the game plan, you know? Vibes. Yeah. Oh, man. Right. I'm listening to you talking. I'm like, Ugh. yeah. Um, it, when we saw the injury report, and obviously I'm, I'm forgetting Casey Kruger, who was right. listed as on there as well, still with, with illness. Um, it, it made me start thinking it did. It did. I got into that space where I was like, okay, I was like, how is this, like, what personnel is this team going to use? Are they going to, you know, do something, you know, different? It, it brought back a little bit of 2019 challenge or uh, championship vibes to me when Terry right. Davidson went out. It brought up, you know, 2020 Challenge Cup vibes to me when when Kruger was unavailable then as well. You know, like it just sort of brought up these sort of scenarios where it's like, wow, like so if this if player X is out, then you know how who is going to slot in? Is the team going to make an adjustment? Because in the past, they've maybe tried to do that when a big, you know, key player has sort of gone out and, and shifts and things. And that wasn't necessarily the case this time. Like you said, like they went into Portland and they're doing this because they're they know who they're playing and, and where they're playing. Right. Um. So, you know, that that we knew that that was going to mean. Malazzo having another uh, day yeah. at the office at outside back. We knew that it was going to mean. You know, Sarah Gordon, Tierna Davidson, Aaron Wright having to do a lot defensively. Mm. You know, we knew that it was going to probably be a big day at the office for the midfield. And it was. And it also included the return of Danny Golabrico right. in a starting role capacity. Um, and it meant that Kalia Watt was going to have to do a lot of running as yeah, well. Right. Um, because the, the front-ish line to start this game featured, you know, Hill and, and Watt um, to sort of handle things. So it was And just Hill was 
had her hands full mostly just trying to neutralize Klingenberg. Yep. Yeah, so... But, like, that's the thing is... The funny thing about it is it it worked. Yeah. And I do think that there is something to be said for the idea of, like, if you set everybody out to defend every single player on the other team, you have a shot. Um, and... I, I mean, I would say even before the first goal, which, again, just like a freaking miracle, um, I was watching them defend, and I was like, you, again, you think to yourself, Portland's a really hard team to do this to. Yeah. But I was like, they could do this all day, man. Yeah. They, I was so, I mean, like, again, proud is the wrong word, but also considering what they were up against and who they had lost, I was proud of that team. Yeah. In the first, not after they scored, but in yeah. the first 35 minutes. I'm not even going to say, like, impressive. It, it's not because that's not the no. right word. It yeah. absolutely is, like, proud. I'm proud. Like, yeah. we are, like, we are proud yeah. of the Chicago Red Stars for winning that semifinal. Exactly. It was absolutely amazing. And they they just set the tone early on. From the jump. And said, you're not doing this to us this time. They, and I think Portland kind of thought they could. I think that they did. Yeah. I think that, honestly, and I'm going to bring some other things into this a yeah. little bit because we are going to talk about another team here as well in a little bit. But, you know, there were two semifinals that took place mm-hmm. on this Sunday, and there were two teams that people really wanted to see in the championship final. And mm-hmm. it's not the two teams that are going there right. this weekend. And I think that those two, both of those two teams choked a little bit. Yeah. I really do think that, and I don't think that's unfair to yeah, say. Yeah, for sure. Um are there a lot of other things that we are obviously keeping in the front of our minds as we continue to like talk about these games? Yes, of course. There are things that obviously came into light that players have been having to deal with in playing these games. Some of them extending throughout this entire season. Um, But when it comes to on the field soccer type things, there are two teams that had game plans Mm -hmm. And they executed them, and that is why they are going yeah. to the championship final. And that is what happened with Chicago. And I think maybe this is the part where where I will use the word impressed because when yeah. Khalil Watt goes down, yeah. it is absolutely as devastating a moment as you think it is when you hear it, yep. when you hear me say the sentence, when you replay it in your mind, when you see it happening live. Yeah. When I say it was scary, it was like – scary yeah it was like very scary sometimes sometimes these soccer games whether they're blowouts or not can be very destabilizing because they sort of like bend reality a little bit where you think to yourself this can't possibly be happening yeah it was absolutely like watching a horror movie yeah what is going on yeah because that's it's a the it's like a half hour into this game right and it's a half hour into this game where you find yourself starting to believe a little bit yeah that the red stars are doing a thing against another team that everyone said that wasn't going to be done right and they frustrated the portland thorns they sure did. very early in this game yep there was no space for them to like find yep. or be had on this day uh, because of all of the very hard work that the entire team was doing yeah so when khalil Watt goes down it's like oh no yeah what all of that hard work yep what does that mean now? Yes. So <laughs> it means Katie Johnson comes into the oh, game. It means Katie freaking Johnson. You know, and actually I want to shout out a little bit to, this was something that was said after the game because I did ask. I was like, you know, it seems like the teams that Chicago plays 
they're always talking about how they can break teams down or they can draw teams out. And I'm like, it's not working. Um, but that doesn't tell the whole story because it's not like Chicago has gone to penalties with, with either of these games, right? They won them. And one thing that, that Rory Dame said, and I, I, I think there is truth in this, is that I'm not sure the team gets credit entirely with their ability to quickly get numbers forward in a way that does not compromise the defensive shape. And that's really hard to do. And so you look at that goal that Katie Johnson scores or even the goal that Sarah Wilmore scores in the second half, they had numbers in front of goal. Yes. They're, they've gotten really good at knowing – he called them sort of like trigger points where yeah. you see something occurring and you yeah. think to yourself, oh, now we can go. Yeah. It's and a very that's well timed attack. Yeah, and that's what you need to do when you don't have pure watt because you're not lofting balls in for someone on pace. You yeah. need to have multiple players pushing forward so that you can connect and try something. And so that's what that was one of my takeaways was that um, I think that both goals are indicative of one yes. of the things that Chicago can do that they are not getting a lot of credit for, which is when it's on, when they can. They do move with each other. Yeah. And that was why, I mean, again, that shot and, and goalkeeper error, whatever, but oh, man. The, that was facilitated by multiple players pushing in on goal. And yeah. again, without compromising the defense. And so I think that I want to shout that out kind of before we get yeah. into that strike because like no i think you're absolutely right yeah and it's it's just <laughs> we're always right here yeah <laughs> this, is what I guess this, is, this is what we do um katie johnson talked a little bit about that yeah it's like a right end that halftime moment because she scores she comes on for khalil watt right and just like eight minutes later like scores this the goal, goal of her the career goal her round yeah. the freaking right. league honestly um her literal second goal of the year yeah um and she, you know, she's talking to Marissa Pilla in this halftime moment um, on the sideline there. And just sort of this this concept of, like, being a role player. And mm -hmm. she talked about a little, a little bit in postgame as well. Just sort of knowing, okay, I'm coming in off the bench. Right. And this entire time, this whole half hour, while she was just watching the game. Right. And not just watching the game. She was watching Kalia watch. Right. And she says, I was just watching Kalia. With the spaces she was And with the spaces into. she was doing and yeah. taking players on 1v1. And when I got in there, I needed to do the same thing. Yep. And it's just like, that's a game plan. Yep. Yep. That's a game plan. Man, and that's the thing. I mean, everybody who's been with us here from the beginning, they know sometimes Chicago does not show up with one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. And it's been so cool yeah. to see them be like, actually, we are soccer. Yeah. <laughs> Call us unsophisticated one more time. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's, uh, it's it's something that we are obviously going to talk about in a larger scope uh, when the end of when we have to yeah. do a big end of year episode. But um, yeah, I think that's what made that goal from somebody like Katie Johnson uh, a little bit more special. You know, is the fact that this was just sort of a well executed timed thing. Um, and then it's it's like I also want to like kind of acknowledge Jen Hildreth a little bit on this call. Yeah. Because it was delightful because she caught herself getting ahead of her own self, I think, a little bit because of this goal and how sort of magnificent it was in, in its own kind of way mm -hmm. um, to sort of force this sort of goalkeeper error and get knocked in. 
Jen Hilders on the call goes, Katie Johnson calls game. Yeah, right. And she catches herself and goes, you know. Maybe it's a little maybe early. Maybe it's a little early. No, 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 no. But Jen, but again, yeah. for people who go here. Yeah. For people who are around. For people who have been watching this team. The one thing you can't do with Chicago is go down. Because they're not give they're not giving that up. It's uh, yeah. it was a it was a it was a, probably a moment in the game that really intrigued me the most. Yeah, it was probably the first time in the almost forty minutes that we were watching the game where I cracked a little bit of a smile. Yeah, because I was like, "Gosh, Jen Hildreth, you might not be wrong." Yeah, here. it's true. Um, because they go in a halftime, they're amped, obviously, right? They're absolutely where they want to be. Yeah, a familiar place that they know what to do with. Yeah, and then they go into the second half. And the midfield, my God, the midfield during these playoffs, man. Yeah. Morgan Gutroff. Yep. And Sarah Waldmall. Yep. These two sixes. Yep. For Chicago. Linking up for an extended scoreline. Yeah, I mean. Around another sweet mark. Like the hour the hour mark. mark of the game. Yeah, so, um, I mean, you know, I'm in, we all are in group chats with, with everybody and I'm in a group chat with uh Caitlin Best out in in Portland and whenever you have someone on the ground they're always sending you spoilers right yeah um and so she she just sent something through into the group chat she just said game's over god bless her and I was like and then I was like sitting there waiting <laughs> I was like wait <laughs> what does that mean gonna, wait game's over like in what way <laughs> like what do you mean like what they canceled you? the rest of the game yeah like is it over <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I I, love that. The the funny thing, the funny thing that I actually really enjoy about the red stars right now is, um, they're leaving these teams in their wake of like being like, what went wrong? You know? And I love that because we were talking about that at the very, very beginning of this season. We were like, Chicago keeps trying to like play against something and they keep failing. And now they're trying to play against something and it's working. And so you, they leave every team that they beat with so many questions, right? And I think that, you know, we, everybody knows, and we also know what Bella Bixby was dealing with that week. And yeah. and I, But I really just, like, don't want to place this on her because, sure, gave up a couple fluky goals. I get it. Um, audacious strikes. Soccer's a wacky game. It is not Bella Bixby's fault that her no. teammates could not score, though. Nope. And you cannot – well, you technically can, but you're probably not going to win the game if you can't score a goal. And yep. so I think that that element of this being a lot harder than the Thorns thought it was going to be, yeah. and they could not rise above it. And that is the soul searching they need to do. Now they were missing pieces, right? Missing yeah. Lindsey Horan, missing Crystal Dunn. That meant that Chicago could really focus in on Sinclair, who was a non-factor in the whole game. It left Sophia Smith in isolation, which to be to be fair to Sophia Smith – she 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 flipped Tatum Malazzo a couple times. Yep. But that requires a little bit of individual magic to like do something with that. Yeah. Because you are kind of on your own. Yeah. And they were unable to do that. And then within that, you know, you get the angles right. Cassie Miller becomes a little bit of a ball magnet because of the positioning of the defense. This is also just really felt like this was like a Cassie Miller special. Yeah. Like it just felt like She'll this was the game. Sleep, man. Sleeper this, hole. Yes. This yeah. was the game that was like dialed up yep. for her. Yep. 
which is why when she went down for a second, it again, was like, oh, scary, more Lord. scary things. She goes, she goes down for a second yeah. after Kalia Watt. It was uh, actually very funny. It was funny because again, with the way Chicago plays, it was still nil nil at this point. I was like, are they time wasting? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On a nil nil scoreline, that would be like so them. A little bit, maybe. Yeah, right. Maybe this is also a new part of their game plan yeah. that they're putting in. Just like they're playing the final <laughs> whistle before anybody <laughs> scored. <laughs> I was like, yikes. We called chaos before anyone else could. Exactly. I We're love trying it. to freak you out with our freaky attitude. You will not uh, win the awkward game. Yeah, I will win I the will awkward win it game. And we're going to stop and we're going to take a second to think and then we will go again. Again, it's just, oh my gosh, there were just some real moments in this game again where it made our, our brains rattle a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess the best way to just close it out before we transition is they did it. They freaking did it. Yeah, I mean, I I am going to probably have to, like, review this game maybe three more times before I figure <laughs> out what happened exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah, I they totally did it. I mean, again, I thought this was also pretty astute. Caitlin Best said the Chicago Red Stars are one single brick. I and love that. It's just true. They have... They have been forged through this season into a collective that, quite frankly, I'm not sure we've ever quite seen from them before. Now, the 2019 was very dynamic, right? Yeah. They were flashy. They were incredibly talented. They were cool. A little bit of showtime. They would stretch. They won a lot of games by stretching games, right? Mm -hmm. That is not what's happening here. No. But to be honest... I feel better about Chicago's chances going into this one than maybe I even did in 2019. I feel that. Yeah. I feel that with you 100%. Because I know exactly what they're going to do. Yeah. Maybe it won't work, you know, and it's going to really depend on who they have available. But they're also, no one expected this. No one thought they were going to make it. Not at all. Whereas, like, in 2019, everyone was like, oh, yeah, it's Chicago's year, right? It's Chicago's year. Yeah. I would even I would even put us, like, in that category. Yeah. I mean, like, are we the type, are we the two people who run the, the main <laughs> Chicago Red Stars podcast right. that everybody comes for for Chicago-isms? Yeah, of course. Uh, so, were we on this podcast saying, like, could they do it? Sure. Well, do we think they are going to? Don't really know. Don't really know. Yeah. That was absolute. Like I wouldn't yeah. even like put us in this. Like so. Yeah, for this sure. team is surprising everybody. Everybody. Yeah. And right. it's delightful. And it's so nice to kind of have that feeling a little bit. Right. I think heading into this championship final. Honestly, we've come on this podcast. We referred to you know we we started this in 2018, so we weren't. This wasn't live during those those earlier eras. But we we've we've come on this podcast and we we have referred to two specific eras in which we were like these are the greats right we've talked about 2016 in which like there were a lot of what ifs and that was a year in which we felt like chicago was built to to get a ship Mm -hmm. you know we talked about it in 2019 we said that was a year that can maybe feel like you know it was underachieved a little bit. Like right. they didn't, you know, get the job done or right. whatever. No um, shield, no shield, no trophy. Yeah, right? yeah, you know, things like that. So these are the two eras that we refer to as like greats. Like these are seasons that right. all future Red Star rosters are have to <laughs> to compete with. And now here we are in twenty twenty one, looking at this roster going into this Being championship. Like, is this the one? I know, and thinking for the first time, really, like, yeah. is this gonna be it? Yeah. 
because here we are previewing they're gonna go up against third place washington spirit Mm -hmm. which is a very uh kind of opposite team from chicago a very young uh high octane uh sort of uh, attacking minded type Mm -hmm. of team yeah and the way they play is a little bit different i mean they're another team that can get into they can they can hurt you on transition um, they have they themselves have a really exceptional defensive midfielder in Andy Sullivan, though obviously she works alone, which is a little bit different than what Chicago does. Um, they have two very good center backs. Uh, they've just they've they're a very balanced team in, in a lot of different ways. Um, but I think I don't think that first of all, Chicago's kind of had well, this is like where it's complicated because Chicago has not played Chris Ward's. Uh, Washington spirit yet this year so you can look at the season um, record and say Chicago's kind of had Washington's number which is true um, but it was a different team different team Um, so it'll be really interesting too because Washington's whole thing is they can hurt you in a number of different ways they can do long ball transition um, they can possess through the spine get Ashley Sanchez involved um they're not really kick it outside and cross it in more of a team. If you're going to get killed over the top, it's usually centrally. Um, but the funny thing about it, though, is like if you have a team with normal players in normal positions, Chicago's got an answer for that. <laughs> it's just like yeah. I don't know what no, else to so say true. other than that they're a soccer team and they're going to have to play in a formation that is not <laughs> insane and therefore Chicago has an answer for that. Yeah. And like I think that is where a little bit of like that's the argument and that's the other thing like that's the argument that could be made for Chicago. That is right. the case for Chicago. And I think like if you're covering things from the spirit side like you're making a case for the spirit. Right. Like uh, we were chatting yeah, a little exactly. bit off right. mic yeah. and I, we were chatting a little bit and I was like man it feels real 50-50. It does. This it one. really and does. And maybe that means we're all going to be given a treat on right. Saturday to a good final. Yeah, I mean I think the ultimate thing is this is that you know Chicago has been playing incredibly well over the last couple of weeks. But they are the longer you do that the more you are due for the game where it doesn't work yep and that is fine in a regular season yeah it, it, it could happen in the final yeah the final could be could be the game where it breaks because um and we've seen that happen we have seen that happen yeah. right exactly we saw it last year so um i think that's okay you know and that's the cool thing too is like when you do have this group where like no one really thought they were going to be here they have excelled so highly yeah. And if they don't have Kruger, Watt, and Pew this weekend, just go out there and like do your best, man. Yeah. You know, and I and I think you're that in that's, a championship final. Yeah, and that's amazing. And you did so well. And like I actually really mean that this yeah, time. Yeah, honestly, I I feel differently than I did a yeah. couple years ago. There was absolutely expectation in 2019. Yeah. yeah, and it didn't. Not only did it not happen, it was a devastating loss yeah like we that's not gonna happen this time you know and we just sort of have a different feeling and a different vibe and you know what so does this team yeah you know we had wondered at various points earlier maybe first third some parts of the middle third of the season we're looking at the team and we're almost waiting for them to have some fun yeah right they're having a lot of fun right now man. they sure are they're getting and it's like it's an edge too i think a little bit and, and that's another thing, too, where I'm not entirely sure the 2019 Red Stars were edgy. Yeah. There was no, like, like stinger 
Yeah. You know, it was just like, we're good time, good time gang, gonna go have fun, gonna go play soccer. Yeah, they were cool and they like to have fun. Exactly. Yeah. Um, whereas this team uh, takes satisfaction in shutting you down. Yeah. And that is a different mentality. Oh, yeah. And I actually really want to say, like, I think that, like, begins with Wolmo and Gatra. Those two, I yeah. think, I, I was, like, watching, I did rewatch the Portland game, like, once. And I was like, the piece, I don't know if I'm going to have time to write it, but the piece for this week is Sarah Woldmo doesn't give a fuck about you or your, your mom or your brother or your dog. She doesn't care. There's a job. It does her job. And it's just, I think that that is incredible. I think that Gatra is so good at slowing things down and just sucking the life out of you. Which is why she keeps getting fouled because she makes people angry. (laughs) And I'm just like, yes, I'm growing stronger. And someone called them, uh, she's the, the, the Chicago midfield is like the Colin Robinson of soccer teams from what we do in the shadow. They're energy vampires and they can do it. I think that they can. Um, That, that game, that game in Portland was Morgan Gatra's magnum opus and she deserves all the credit for it. Absolutely. She is who they're going to rely on. Yep. And I think so highly of her that I think she can do it. I think so, too. Uh, I know off mic again, we were talking, it's like this game is going to perhaps look or take on a, a certain mentality depending on who is and isn't available. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's insane to think that even if there is the worst case scenario of, of personnel not being available, right. that the team still has a shot. Yeah. And uh, that's pretty dope. And, yeah, um, it's very exciting. I think for me, that's, yeah, absolutely who I'm going to be looking for. I'm going to be looking, you know, at, at Sarah Waldmo um, and what she's bringing to the game against the spirit. I'm also going to be looking at, you know, Sarah Gordon, you yeah. know, because she's been doing what she's been doing all year. And, um, you know, you said it, the, the spirit are a team that can hit you in different ways. And one of them is, you know, a long ball over the top. And mm-hmm. they've got, Sniped by Trinity Rodman before. Yep. yep. And um, I just don't feel like that might happen again. Or at least I don't think they're afraid of it happening again. Yeah. Which is step one to it not happening again. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. just like you, like we've been talking about. It's just like there's something about this team that just like loves the challenge. Frustrating. Yeah. Another team. That's the whole thing, right? It's like it always seemed like in the big moments, Chicago kind of looked a little bit like they'd rather not. Like, this moment's maybe too big. This is a little bit too much. Yeah, they're leaning into it. Now they are super leaning into it. They're saying, come at me and see what you get. Um, It's delightful. Yeah, it's really good. I think the one other person I want to shout out for for Chicago is I think that um, Erin Wright has been doing exceptional work. Absolutely. Over the last three months. Um, She's going to be at home. She's going to be playing in front of all of her friends and all of her family. And she is going to be tasked with shutting Trinity Rodman down on the outside. And I think she totally can do it. Um, Absolutely. So. Shout out to Grady's mama. I mean, right. it's, it's not shocking, right? The Chicago Red Stars are... The 21 Chicago Red Stars are a team that are going to find themselves playing every single game. Yes, this longest year. possible journey to the end. And it's I'm just absolutely delighted for what Saturday holds. Yeah, me too. I think, and like, I really do think no matter what... It's going to be emotional yep. because we've seen in the last couple of weeks everybody 
at the end of this season, Breakdown. this monumental, yeah. intense, draining season. Let it go a little bit. The end of the game is there are going to be tears no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. On both sides. And I think we just need to be ready for that. But also, everyone's just going to be stoked that it's over. So <laughs> it's all good. Take a nap. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, it's 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 so it's so funny. It's lovely that of course, like the the, the players that we're shouting out that we are looking for, you know, massive games are our defensive minded players, whether they're the demons or, or literal defenders themselves. And you know what, twenty twenty one, finally getting the narrative for the Chicago Red Stars. That's that's what it's about in twenty twenty one. That's right. And uh, we'll see that probably be the case uh, on Saturday, and hopefully, that means you and I get to come on this podcast and talk about an NWSL championship victory for the Chicago Red Stars. You know, the, f- the great thing is I think they can do it and I won't be embarrassed if they don't. Right on. And that's exactly where you want to be. I'm right there with you, yeah. sister. It's a, it's a lovely, it's been a lovely journey to do this with you. I can't wait to do it a couple more times. That's right. Listen, everybody, Louisville's not, not far. Okay. You can make it if you try. Make it a home game. Make it a home game. November 20th, Saturday, Louisville, Kentucky, noon Eastern kickoff. There are tickets still available on nwslsoccer.com slash championship. And the supporter section is GA, I just saw. So you can buy a ticket and get down there and go hang out with the Chicago homies. So 16 bucks. Right. We'll get you We'll get you in and, and hanging out with uh, some, some other Chicago heads. And uh, we all know that that's a great time when we actually do get the opportunity to be a community. That's the best time. Yep. So we're looking forward to it. Claire and I will be out there. Yep. And uh, we'll be hanging as well. So look out for us. We'll be looking out for you. So if you've enjoyed everything, just know you can find us on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, Southside Trap Pod, one letter P. Listen to all our ramblings on Spotify, Anchor, iTunes, all that good stuff. Leave us a five-star review if you can. That helps us out so, so much. Support us on Patreon if you can. Uh, You know, if you are looking to support us in the most direct way. Best way to do that is there. And you'll get exclusive content surrounding this game if you do that. We are excited to be producing some of that for for you all, for all of our subscribers. So find a tier that works for you. Um, And uh, if you can't do that right now financially, then, you know, hey, go go buy the ticket. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We would love to see you out there. That's right. And uh, like Claire said, make it a home game. And uh, get, get vaccinated if you're able. Wear your mask, of course, as always, especially if you're traveling. I know we will be doing that. And as always, continue your support of Black Players and Black Life. And Claire and I will be back very soon to talk about some more Chicago Red Stars action for you. 